Hello there, this is A.D. Robles, and you're listening to a special edition of A.D. on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Well, today I wanted to uh, put out a little bit of an addendum, um, an extra bonus episode of AD on Fight, Laugh, Feast to further clarify my podcast from yesterday. You're not going to find any nuance here, but I will explain myself further and I'll use a little bit of scripture as well, which of course is a good thing. Now, if you follow me on YouTube, you've already heard this content. It's not going to be new, but go ahead and give it a listen again because I think it's important, this content. Um, But before I get into that, I just wanted to say, if you haven't considered becoming a member of the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network, a a, a membership um, will get you access to extra content. You'll be able to support the channel and the podcast that you love. I recommend it. I absolutely do because I think we should support more of this kind of content. There's not that many voices out there that are saying the kinds of things that the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network is saying, and it's so necessary. It's so necessary because here's the thing. The other side of this potential divide here, the side that's compromising with social justice, that's compromising with homosexuality, that's compromising with all of these things, they've got tons of money. They've got tons of money, tons of resources, and I think that they're going to lose regardless. But a membership would go a long way. So if you want to go ahead and 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 subscribe to the Fight Laugh Feast Network, we'll still give you a lot of free content, but you'll also get some exclusive content. Use the promo code Robles R O B L E S. That's my last name, and go ahead and join that. But anyway, enjoy this. This was my video from yesterday in podcast form. Well, maybe you've listen to my podcast, my most recent podcast that dropped today on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't, but I'll give you a quick summary in case you haven't. In that podcast, I basically said that if you're a Christian and you vote Democrat, that you need to get your head examined. That's what I said. And actually, I, a couple times I mentioned in the in the course of the conversation that, you know, in my opinion, you should probably, in many cases, if you vote Democrat, and I'm not talking just Democrat in general, I'm talking about specifically a, a certain kind of Democrat, which is like 95% of them, Democrat that is pro-abortion, that is pro-baby killing, Democrat that thinks it's okay to, to kill your own kid, like that kind of a, of Democrat. If you vote for that kind of a Democrat, then there's a, in a very high likelihood that you should be church disciplined. And I, what I mean by that is you should be confronted about that. If you don't stop, you should be confronted about it again. And if you don't stop, you should be excommunicated from the church. And that might shock you, and that's fine. And I didn't really explain too much about why I believe that in the podcast. And so, you know, let's talk a little bit about it because I think it's worth it. And I think that uh, I really do believe that this is the case. And I think if we were consistent with ourselves and we really believe that abortion is what it actually is, that there would be very little controversy about this in, in conservative, and I don't mean politically conservative, I mean Bible-believing churches. Because I just, I, I put a poll up on my Twitter, right? And this is, you know, non-scientific, obviously. I put a poll up in my Twitter, and, and I put two polls. One of them said, if you were a pastor in Nazi Germany, I'm talking about, you know, the part of Germany that when they were exterminating Jews, right? If you were a pastor, should you have excommunicated Nazi party members? 
you know, not would you have, because, you know, if, you know, a lot of those people were probably really scared, you know, they, they just, they probably knew they should have done it, but they didn't do it. I'm not saying would you have done it. I'm saying, should you have done it? Was it moral to excommunicate Nazi party members after church discipline and all that? 90% of people say it was. It's not a very controversial question. That's a very easy question to answer. Yes, of course, if you have people in your church that were supporting and, and, and funding and voting for uh, people that think, you know, hey, we got to exterminate those Jews, you should excommunicate that person. That's not, there, there's no reason to think that someone who believes those things and supports those things is actually a, a, a regenerated Christian. And now I'm not saying that there weren't regenerated Christians that didn't that believe those things. I'm not saying that, but there's no reason that they should have assurance of that. Do, do you see what I'm saying? And and, and I wouldn't ratify their salvation. Yeah, that's the second poll, a second question. I thought that my theory was that this was would be that this one would get more. Yes, results, but it actually is exactly the same. 90% of people think this as well. If you have neo-Nazis or Nazi party members in your church today in America, so we're talking, you know, the, maybe they don't think we should exterminate Jews, but they are completely racist, they hate blacks, they hate Latinos, they hate Jews, all that stuff, should you excommunicate them? And about again, about 90% of people said yes. If you're a Christian pastor in the United States, and there's a, a person that goes to your church that's a neo-Nazi or, or a Nazi or just a regular Nazi, you should excommunicate them. Pretty, 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 pretty easy answer to that question. I would agree with that. There's no reason for someone who's a flat-out blatant racist. And I'm not talking the kind of racist that, that social justice warriors talk about, because that kind of racism, it can't be proven. It's all just assumed. It's never... I'm talking about people who are active. You know, they go to the Klan rallies. They talk about how we got to get all these dark people out of the, the country, stuff like that. Like, they shouldn't be confident in their salvation in Christ. You know what I mean? I, I wouldn't ratify their salvation. But anyway, um, so, that, so, 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 so here's the thing, though, right? Because if, if you think a racist should be excommunicated from a church, then clearly someone who, uh, who thinks it's cool to kill babies should be excommunicated from the church because killing babies is worse than racism. Now, some of you might say, I heard, I listened to a little bit of James White's podcast the other day, only a little bit because it was, there's some technical issues, but he was talking about J.D. Greer's presentation on LGBT. And, and one of the things that J, Dr. James White said was that people have this tendency that they want to flatten out all the sins. Every sin is the same. And that's just not true. It's just obviously not true. Um, every sin separates you from God. That's very, that is true. But not every sin is equally as evil. I mean, the Bible's very clear about giving you a hierarchy here. And again, when Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount was saying that if you hate someone in your heart, you know, you've committed murder, that's not him saying, and you should be given the death penalty for that. You know what I mean? And, and no, it's obviously worse to actually commit murder. But if all you do is hate someone, you still need the forgiveness of Christ. You still are under the wrath of God unless you repent of your sin. So it's it's just as serious on the spiritual level, um, you know, from a from a from a from a perspective of does this separate you from God? Just like the actual murder separates you from God, yes. But we deal with it here in social justice. If we're talking about real social justice, we deal with those two things differently. If somebody says, I hate you, well, we deal with that a certain way. If somebody kills you, we deal with that a much harsher way because it's much worse. Um, so, so that's the thing. And so, so if, if you believe that a racist should be church disciplined, clearly 
a baby killer should be church disciplined. If you believe that a racial supporter, a racist support, someone who supports racism should be church disciplined, then clearly someone who supports baby murder should be church disciplined. And the thing is, again, there's no moral equivalent here because when you're looking at re- Republicans and you're calling them racist, it requires all of this like this like ridiculous like speculation and oh, I got to interpret these signals and I got to, you know, and I, and I got to say that, well, when he's looking for free markets, really what he wants to do is keep the black man down because in free markets, that's white supremacy. Like you have to interpret it in a weird way. It's not very straightforward. And so I'm not talking about that. You don't have, there's no interpretation necessary when it comes to abortion. It is what it is. It's about killing infants. So it's not like I have to say, well, you know, you support this kind of idea and, and really that just, you know, no, it, it's, it's very straightforward. You know what I mean? We're not, we don't have to do these weird interpretations. We don't have to have these racial blinders on that makes everything racist. Like if somebody's saying something racist, then I will, it, like, I will interpret that as racist, racism. And I'm not talking about free markets. You know what I mean? I'm not talking about that kind of thing. I'm talking about if someone says, hey, I hate all Latinos. And I, you know, and I hear that as, as his pastor, I'm going to church discipline him. I'm going to, t- you know, confront him. I'm going to take the steps of church discipline as it says in the scripture. And so um, just like and if someone supports someone who does that kind of thing, you know what I mean? It's, a, it's the same idea. You know, here's the thing. And this is what I wanted to talk about today, because, because there's a really weird inconsistency here. And I think it's not an accidental inconsistency. I think it's a very specific and unfortunately very anti-Christ inconsistency. It's, it's, it, this, this, this is a lie from, from Satan. This is a lie from the pit of hell. And I'll tell you why I say that in a minute. But the inconsistency is this, right? Nuance is allowed if you vote Democrat in the social justice movement, right? So like you can say, well, you know, I know they kill these babies and I know they want to have, you know, they, they want to provide more access to killing your babies and they, they, they really want to fund these kinds of things with public funds. They want to do all these evil, evil things. I know that. I know that. But that's not why I'm voting for them. I'm voting for them for all of these other reasons because they they they, they, they care for the poor better. They they, they they care for the sojourner better. They, they do all these other things right. And again, in the podcast I mentioned, they don't do those things right. You know, they don't care for the poor better. They don't do all those, but but let's just pretend that they did for a second, right? Nuance is allowed. So if you vote Democrat, if you support Democrats, it, you're allowed to kind of make that nuance, right? You're allowed to do that. But on the Republican side, on the conservative side, that there's no room for that kind of nuance. You cannot say that you supported Trump and you kind of, you know, he's not good on the sojourner, you know, he's not good on race, but you really like how he, he, he treats, you know, he, he, he treats the economy. You really like these other things. There's no nuance allowed for you. You've just voted for white supremacy. It's really, really insidious. And so we, we've got books that are coming out that expect us as Christians, to completely disavow R.L. Dabney, to completely disavow certain Puritans who held slaves. We want, we've got books coming out that want us to completely disavow certain people as Christians. And those same people are saying, but we don't have to disavow Martin Luther King Jr. because of his anti-Christian beliefs. You know what I mean? We don't have to do that because he was so good for social justice. I mean, there's The scales are... Every, pe- many people have noticed that the scales are completely, completely um, imbalanced, imbalanced. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. 
I think this is satanic. And, and I don't say that kind of thing very often. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not the kind of, I'm not like a, look, I, I do kind of consider myself a fundamentalist, you know, in a, in a, in a good way. Obviously, I would, I would think of it in a good way. But uh, I don't use the word satanic very often. I don't say that things are of the devil very often. But, but, but I, I really do believe that this push, this movement is satanic, okay? It is of the devil, Okay, and, and, and unfortunately, Christians are pushing this forward. And, and here's why I say that. It's a very specific reason I say that. It's really, it's really a couple things. If you look at what you're being told to put up with, if you look at what you're being told to put up with and to agree to disagree and to kind of accept the inconsistency with a little bit, it's really two primary things. There's two fronts here. There's two fronts here, Okay. It's abortion, you know, killing your your own children, killing your infants, because all the other things that the Democrats, like, let, let's, again, let's just accept the narrative that the Democrats are good on most other things from a Christian, from loving your neighbor perspective, right? Like, like they're better at loving your neighbor economically, they're better at loving your neighbor racially, they're better at loving your neighbor, all, all these things. And in, in, in many of these ways, the Democrats are better than Republicans. Let's just accept it for a second, okay? Let's just go with them there for a second. We don't have to do that because we don't get, get to have to give them any ground there because they actually aren't better at those things. But let's just say that they were. What are we being told to compromise on? It's abortion, killing your children, and it's homosexuality. Even, even, even in that J.D. Greer speech where he starts to talk about LGBT rights and how Christians should support, should support LGBT rights, that is someone who's telling you, it's okay, we can be flexible about homosexuality, okay? We can be flexible about that. We can agree to disagree, you know what I mean? And the reality is, those are the two things, the two things, and there's, there's a couple others, that God will destroy your nation for. Do you see what I'm saying? When God decides to come in wrath, he's got a handful of things, a handful of indicators that he's told us that that's when he's about to come and clean house. That's when he's about to come and dispossess you. That's when he's about to come and whoever goes to the sword goes to the sword. Whoever goes to captivity goes to captivity. That's when he comes in fiery fury and wrath. And I'll tell you where that is. A lot of people would go to a lot of people would go to Romans one, right? That's on the screen right now. Romans one, the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. Okay, then he talks about you know how they exchange the truth of God for a lie. This is where the wrath of God is revealed. He gives them up to the lusts of their heart, to impurity, dishonoring their bodies among themselves because they have exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions for their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. And the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another. Men with men, excuse me, Men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. Okay, so a lot of people would go there, but actually I wouldn't go there. I would go to Leviticus, Leviticus chapter 18. Because this is what God says. He, he's talking to the people of Israel and he says, this is why I spit nations out of the land. This is why I cause the land to vomit them out. 
Listen to this. I want you to listen very carefully. You shall not approach a woman to uncover her nakedness while she is in her menstrual uncleanness. Okay. You shall not lie sexually with your neighbor's wife and so make yourself unclean with her. Okay. You shall not give any of your children to offer them to Moloch and so profane the name of the Lord your God. I am the Lord. Okay. You shall not lie with a male as with a woman. It is an abomination. And then and this, is the, this, is the, this is the last one. You can see this. It, it, it's kind of ratcheting up, right? Here's the last one. You shall not lie with any animal and so make yourself unclean with it. Neither shall a woman give herself to an animal to lie with it. It is perversion. And then the scripture says this. Do not make yourselves unclean by any of these things. For all, by all of these things, the nations I am driving out before you have become unclean. And the land became unclean so that I punished its iniquity and the land vomited out its inhabitants. God tells us clearly what causes him to come in wrath and and fury and to have the land spit you out. And it's not capitalism. It's not free markets, okay? It's not even racism. It's not slavery. God didn't spit the people out of the land for slavery. God, God regulated slavery, okay? It's these things. It's these things. It's killing your children. It's homosexuality. It's the two things that we are being told by this movement that we need to agree to disagree. We need to compromise on because they're because of all these other things. Look, would any social justice warrior you tell warrior tell you that you need to compromise? Uh, Richard Spencer, the leader of the alt right, he's for universal health care, but but it's so so it's okay that it, that he's also a racist. You could, you could vote for him if he ran for office because he's for helping the poor. But he's a racist. No. Nobody would say that. Because racism has replaced these things as the ultimate sin, the ultimate sign of degradation. And, 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 and look, don't hear me downplaying racism. Racism is an attack at the image of God. Racism is evil. You will be separated from God for your racism. But racism is not why God causes the land to spit you out and vomit you out. It's these things. It's killing your children and it's having sex with men, men with men, women with women. That's, it's these things that defile you. You ever wonder why it was those things? Like when you read Leviticus 18, when you read Leviticus 18, and it talks about Moloch, and it talks about having sex, you know, men with men, having sex with animals. Why is it that those are the things that God says, and, and that's why I'm causing the, the land to spit them out? That's all these pagan nations that I'm going to have you devote to destruction, and, all, and, then, and then eventually when Israel does these things, they get uh, judged as well. Um, why is that? Why is it those things and not racism? Why is it those things and not slavery? As vile as slavery is, why does God uh, regulate slavery? But he doesn't, he doesn't judge the nations for it. It's because it's an attack and a rejection and a rebellion against the very first command that God gave to people. And this is still in effect, by the way, guys. This command is still in effect. This is Genesis this is Genesis chapter one, and he brings forth uh, the people. He says, let, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the heavens and the livestock over all the earth 
God created man in his own image, the image of God. He created him, male and female, he created them. And what does he say to them after he's creating man and woman in his own image? What does he tell them? God blessed them. God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the heaven and every living thing on the earth that moves. And homosexuality and offering your kids to mullock, killing them, abortion, is a direct statement to God saying, no, we don't like your image. We will not do what you say. Any movement that's telling you that those are the two things you need to compromise on. And I'm not saying you need to compromise on anything. I, I, people might hear that podcast and think, well, I'm telling you to compromise on the, on the, the beliefs of the Republicans get wrong. I'm not doing that. I don't do that myself. I'm not telling you to compromise on anything, but especially these two things, these two things, these two compromises that you're being told to make are way worse than compromising on capitalism or compromising on, oh, they don't take their care of the poor well. Again, I don't believe that. But a movement that's telling you to compromise on these two things is attacking the image of God. It's just that simple. And they're encouraging God's judgment to fall upon the United States. Anyway, I hope this was helpful to further clarify what I mean. I am not going to back down on my statement in that podcast. If you're hoping for some nuance in this podcast, no. In fact, I'm going to double down. If you are voting for a Democrat and you are a, a Christian, you need to get your head examined. You need to repent of your sin because your heart is not right before God. Look, guys, if there were two things to, that, we, that we, we should compromise on when it came to our political you know, choices and things like that, the very last two things that you should compromise on are killing children and homosexuality. Like, let's say you thought that voting for Republicans was a compromise on welfare and caring for the poor. Well, that's actually something that you could potentially compromise on. I'm not saying you should. I, I don't compromise on anything. But let's just say that that was really true. Again, compromising on homosexuality and killing your children is way more serious than compromising on welfare and universal health care and all of that kind of nonsense, the sojourner, all that stuff, the border wall. All that stuff is small potatoes compared to these two things. Again, if you're talking about this scripturally, if you're talking about this scripturally, and so if you're telling me your party gets the question on homosexuality and then the question on killing children wrong. Your party is anti-Christ. Your party hates the image of God. And I don't think that I would want to be in the position to have to explain to God why I supported the party that hated his image, that tried to erase his image from the face of the earth. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you kill your children and you have sex man with man, woman with woman, within, within a very short time, the command to be fruitful and multiply has been reversed. God won't allow that. That's why he comes down so harshly on that for any nation that defiles itself in that way. Don't forget to tune in next week on Thursday for AD on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network.